Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the queers living in the woods of Tennessee. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. All right, look, that one's going to make a lot more sense uh, in about 40 minutes, okay? Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to the show. I am your host, comedian Billy Presida. If you are new to my program, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. However, this week's special guest, not one of my former flames, although holy shit is she gorgeous. Uh, I have got on Venus Lux, and I cannot wait to share her with y'all in a bit. But first, show dates, people, show dates. All right, February 18th, uh, if you if you want to see me get insulted, I'm going to be performing at Comedy Fight Club down at Lucky Jack's on the Lower East Side, uh, February 18th, 10.30 p.m. That's going to be a roast battle between myself and a chick with a dead mom. So surely that's going to be fun. I encourage you all to come out. Then Connecticut, March 3rd, I'm going to be performing at Comics at Mohegan Sun on the 4.30 show. All my, uh, my New England fan whores, come on out to that. Uh, that show's always a good time. Uh, I'm so glad y'all enjoyed episode 200. I got so much wonderful, beautiful, positive feedback about episode 200. Uh, I was very nervous recording it and then putting it out there. Uh, I thought it was great, and I'm glad y'all enjoyed a change-up in the format. Uh, thank you for sending all your compliments for Kenzie and Lindsay my way. I certainly passed them along. Uh, but now we're on episode 201 which is the first episode towards the next 200. All right, uh, I want to read some of y'all emails. We haven't read emails in a bit. Let's get to your emails. This first email comes from Miguel. Uh, Subject line, from a newly opened relationship, thank you. Miguel writes, long story short, from a 20-year-old pastor's son virgin to a 25-year-old straight guy in denial to an about-to-turn-30-year-old in a gay relationship that just blossomed into an open relationship, I want to extend my sincere gratitude. Albeit I'm a new listener discovering your podcast from a coworker. Hey, what's up, referral? Drop one in the jar. Discovering your podcast from a coworker recently has been like a sexual group therapy session sent from above at precisely the time in my life I needed it most. Navigating through my sex life, mostly solo, while being interested in such a myriad of different things. He spelled myriad wrong. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, Being interested in such a myriad of different things, from voyeurism to banging porn stars. He spelled voyeurism wrong, too. It's fine, Billy. It's fine. (laughs) While being interested in such a myriad of different things, from voyeurism to banging porn stars on Fire Island, has left a hunger for dialogue and discourse of you know he spelled dialogue wrong too but look he's an american what can i expect okay i i'll, I'll stop correcting the I'll stop correcting the misspellings while being interested in such a myriad of different things has left a hunger for dialogue and discourse of like-minded non-judgmental discussion about the things most of your episodes seem to be about so i just wanted to take a minute to say keep it up and that you just gained another big fan ps I totally attached a dick pic, but cleverly made it something special for you, so you know I listened. And uh, and he did, in fact, include a dick pic, which y'all will be able to see on my Twitter feed, at TheBillyProceda, because I am not allowed to post it on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, he almost listened. It's a it's a sizable cock. It's an impressive, impressive cock, kind of lilts to the left, and he edited the photo to... Uh, have the words man or podcast spurting out like jizz out of the tip of his dick. If he had, however, if he had listened more closely, he would know, like y'all probably do, that if you must send me a picture of your cock, I want to see man or podcast or my name written on the thing like in marker, not edited in Photoshop. I want to know you took the time to know whose dick this is. Right, Billy's. All right, that's a... Uh, Otherwise, without my name on your dick pic, it's just a dick pic. Ugh. 
but I appreciate the slight effort. So I gave him a B minus because he tried. And I think triers deserve a B minus. So thank you for that, Miguel. Uh, this next email is a feedback email. Comes from, uh, from Jeff Z, longtime patron. The subject line is, hate it when I feel like a conservative. We'll see how this one goes. Hey, man, I just got around to the Emily Varnum episode, which was episode uh, number 195. Did she seriously say that I can't tickle a baby now? Wow. I'm so glad our collectively unbroken chain of ancestors escaped everything from lions on the Senegal. I, I, I almost said Senegal. That would have been embarrassing. Uh, I'm so glad our collectively unbroken chain of ancestors escaped everything from lions on the Serengeti, famine, war. So I can experience someone with limited professional training sanctimoniously informing me that bodily autonomy actually starts on day one. Thank you very much. So I and everyone else have to have been irreparably damaging our kids' psyches this whole time. Eye rolling so hard right now. Props for uh holding that space. I wouldn't have. Jeff. Okay, I got one more email for y'all before we move on to this week's guest. I got an email. It's titled Couple Sex Club from Julia. She writes, hi, Billy. I know you'll have discussed this lots already, but do you have any advice for couples attending sex clubs for the first time together? I'm planning to go with my partner. He's been to a few, and I'm really excited to explore a little. It would be great to get the tea from someone who is in the know. Love the show. Been an avid listener for quite a while now. You and your community have been a big part of my sex positive journey. Thanks so much for bringing all of us freaks together. Julia. Julia! Hi! Hello! Um, first off, you know, you say that your partner, uh, he's been to sex clubs before, so utilize him as a resource. He's been there. Ask him all the questions. I am sure that if he is a good partner, he will be eager to answer them to make you feel more comfortable so that he can go fuck you in front of other people. Uh, but since you asked me, uh, here's what I got to say on the matter. Uh, my fir- I got a few tips. First one is pregame. No, not get drunk before you go get drunk. I mean, have a conversation before the party. Talk about your limits, your desires, and your expectations. You know, are, are you guys going to play with people together? Are you only going to play with people separately? Or are you not going to play with other people at all? Can y'all interrupt the scene if you're feeling lonely, jealous, or uneasy? What sort of safer sex practices do you plan on using? Do y'all have veto power with each other? These are the types of questions you're going to want to ask before attending your first sex party. All right. Uh, next one is dress up. And I hate dressing up. Y'all have heard me bitch about this many a time. I do not like glossing up for a party. For a play party. Uh, I'm very vocal about this, but, but wearing a cute, like piece of underwear, some fun makeup, an outfit that stands out will make you look less like noobs. And also like, it's a great conversation starter and it makes you seem fun. The last sex party I went to, I, uh, we had, we did my beard up, we covered it in glitter and I got so many compliments that I'd be like, oh my God, I love your beard. I love your glitter beard. Which then, you know, after I went down on on my date, caused me to accidentally vajazzle their vag. I definitely had a less glittery beard after that, but you know, it, it's a it can be a conversation starter. It, it it makes you seem like a fun person. For guys, that could even mean just like a cute colored boxer brief. Anna Super Slut will uh will let you know she loves it when my uh when I wear my blue front pocket boxer briefs to hacienda. Uh, and, and of course, you can see a picture of that over on a uh, over on my Instagram. My next uh, my next tip would be talk to people. Different sex parties are different, but at their core, they are all parties. And what do you do at parties? You socialize, right? Introduce yourself to people, have conversations. Remember that uh, if you're feeling nervous, remember everyone else is either nervous like you. 
or they were once nervous like you. Most people at, at these play parties are pretty friendly, and if they're not, it has nothing to do with you. Some parties have like their cliques, they have their cool kids club, they have uh, the regulars who are weirdly antisocial because they think they're better than everyone else. But at the end of the day, you're all at the same sex party together and, and uh, you know, just go introduce yourself. Prioritize each other. And in parentheses, I say, if you want to, because I know everyone's relationship structures are different. Some of you are not hierarchical. Some of you are relationship anarchists. I'm saying this in the context of it's your first play party going together. If you were not a couple, right? If you were just saying, hey, I'm going to go with this like person I've gone a couple dates with, or I'm going to go with a fuck buddy of mine to a, to a sex party, I would say, ask each other what level of priority you, you each are. Because again, you need to, again, communicate, have that conversation pre-game. But because y'all are in a committed relationship, I would assume that y'all love each other, have feelings for each other. You don't want each other to feel hurt. So for your first party, it's not a bad idea to make each other the first priority. Of course, it depends on where your relationship is at and what y'all want out of the party. But, you know, check in with each other. If you separate, remind each other how you feel about each other. If someone wants to go home, then go home with no questions asked. Me, personally, if I'm going to go to a play party with someone I am emotionally uh, invested in, who I'm in a romantic relationship with, I sometimes need to know that, you know, even if I'm not going to use the veto card, it makes me feel more comfortable and confident knowing that I do have that card, that I am special to somebody. Figure out where y'all stand with each other, but for your first party... I would encourage him to default to your discomforts. And my last note here is focus on sexual, not sex. And I I recommend this to anyone doing any sort of hooking up or casual sex, but you don't have to fuck at the fuck party. A lot of people, usually the, the most popular question I get at you know, comedy shows or just in casual conversation from people is, oh my God, like, so if you go to a sex party, do you have to have sex? Of course not. That'd be crazy. Simply attending a sex party does not mean you have uh, consented to fuck anyone and everyone there or at all. Fuck if you want to, fuck if he can, but know that the only expectations of you are the ones you set for yourself. You define your own success and then have fun. And that plays into the pregame conversation. Hey, what do we want to do? Oh, I have this huge fantasy of you sucking my cock with another woman or a person. Cool. Let's try to accomplish that. Hey, I really was hoping you'd be able to bend me over something at some point and give me a thorough spanking. Fantasmic. Let's do it. Neither of those examples even include fucking. But hey, if you want to fuck at the party... Go for it. And if not, that's fine too. I hope any of that helps. And if you have uh, any comments or questions or feedback, shoot me an email at manhorpod at gmail.com. And now for this week's guest, Venus Lux, AVN award-winning transgender porn star. Uh, Venus is actually one transsexual performer of the year, uh, twice, as well as an additional AVN for best transsexual sex scene uh, in a movie very beautifully titled T.S. I Love You. And, and we do talk about in this episode the types of terminology used in the marketing of various porn that involves trans performers. Uh, we talk about using the the word transsexual. We talk about using the fra- phrases like shemale that are like super derogatory. And so we talk about that type of stuff. But there is something really nice and sweet about the title T.S. I Love You. <laughs> Uh, Venus was the very first recording uh, of my trip to Las Vegas for the Adult Entertainment Expo and AVN Awards. And just it was such a wonderful first recording. I was really happy she helped kick off the trip the right way. And and that's why I want her to be the first AVN episode that I give to y'all. She was super awesome. So nice. Very funny. Gorgeous as fuck. I first became aware of Venus uh, when I heard her on a different podcast. Uh, It's called The SDR Show, hosted by a buddy of mine, Ralph Sutton, whom y'all have probably heard on this very podcast. And I was like, wow, she's great. I should go follow her on the Twitter stuff. 
And then, uh, and then it turned out, you know, she's going to be at AVN. It's like, let's fucking chat. We had such a fantastic conversation. Uh, we, we talked about having boundaries with your fans and how to not be creepy. We talked about transphobia. We talked about uh, the, the adult entertainment industry and how it can be more inclusive and accepting of trans. And we also talk about a bunch of queers living in the woods of Tennessee. If you enjoy my, my chat with Venus, we have a bonus episode with her coming out tomorrow on Patreon where we discuss, you know, wanting to start a family. A topic uh, not typical of the Man Whore Podcast. So if you want to hear that, go on over to patreon.com slash Podcast. You pledge $5, you get access to Venus's bonus episode and dozens of others. But for now, let's go ahead and get to my conversation with Venus Lux. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm new with the mic stands, but I'm trying to like look more professional. Oh gosh, yeah. Also, like when you hold one of these for too long, like is, is some people get tired. Yeah, so for sure. who knows? All right. So with the thing with the boobs is, I thought it w- my my intern thought it would be a funny idea if like on the convention floor I went around doing like short videos with porn stars and then afterwards be like, hey, want to sign my ass? I was like, okay, good ideas. I don't want to like pull down my pants though that can be creepy so i thought okay what if like i had assless chaps but those apparently are fucking expensive yes and aren't allowed on the floor they're not allowed on the floor no especially if you're not covering anything well i would i want something that was closed in the front and like open in the back so then i was like oh what if i got like false breasts so i want to like cut out a t- like take a t-shirt cut out the boobs in them and walk around, do like some short video stuff, but then be like, hey, will, will you sign my tits? Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like all the guys are looking for excuses to grab your tits. I'm yeah, like, yeah, nah, yeah. grab mine. Uh, yeah. But they're fake. So, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a fun idea. That's a good way to interact with the girls and not feel too creeped out. But it's like a gag joke. I would totally sign your tits. You'll sign my tits? All right. Well, let's have you sign them at the end of the, the episode. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. You're, uh, you're breaking my AVN cherry. Oh really? Uh, yeah. How so? I'm this your is, first. This is the first one of the of the trip. Oh wow! Okay. I had a four thirty that canceled. So oh, okay. you know, okay. I don't want to name names, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, by the way, the areola is a little off. Areolas. Look, these are. <laughs> yeah, I got these at some store in New York called Abracadabra. It's like a costume shop. Normally, people rent these. When I say mm. I want to buy them, they're like. You want, you want you want a what now? Yeah, unless you're a drag queen, <laughs> then it might just work. <laughs> right. But apparently these are for more like people wearing a shirt over them to look real. Got it. Uh, Those are ginormous though. They're they're a good size. Like for, for tits, if you're going to pick your tits. Does it cu- oh, it doesn't even cup anything. It's just. No, it's like, yeah, it's full. It's made for like literally flat chested people who want <laughs> double D's. Like these tits are ginormous. They're bigger than mine. What, how, how big are your tits? Mine are like. A C cup or yeah, a C cup. That's definitely bigger than mine. Like this is my hand cup, and this is like yeah, this is ginormous. This is like a porn star <laughs> titty. Yeah, I felt and I felt like that was a pro when I walked in and they were like, "Hey, we got we've got that here," yeah, yeah. and uh, I was like, "Perfect." They had two. The other one was all busted at like half a nipple off. Oh, it was like God. nobody wants a half nipple yeah, off. Especially if they rented them. So I'm sure there's been used and abused. And oh, yes. there's no jizz on it. Oh, that's should, I didn't should, even think about that. Get, get a black light. Oh, no. There's a viral video for you. Oh, boy. Uh, well, this is a good time to say I'm with Venus Lux, uh, AVN nominated uh, porn star. Uh, I'm out here in Las Vegas. Yes, I, yes. Um, and also, uh, I've won before, so I'm not yeah. I'm not too worried about this year. But I'm excited. Oh, you, for... you got it in the bag? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I have I have, I have 2015. I have 2016. You know, a transsexual performer of the year already, and I, I can't win all of them. So I'm glad. Says to... who? Says me. <laughs> I'm trying to reprogram my brain because I'm a competitive person. Mm-hmm. So if you get me thinking, like I think I have a chance, and I'm just gonna really like just start thinking and analyzing it. So for me, I think the the most proactive and positive way is just you know having a fun time connecting with people out here, win or lose, and also like just appreciating uh, being in a category with other hardworking girls. So I'm trying to be a glass half full yeah (laughs) so is the weekend for you more about like the interacting with like the other girls and with you know interacting with fans more than it is the award show or like what's this because you've done this weekend multiple times yeah what's it what's it about for you 
Um, so it's been six years now I've been doing it. This is my sixth year. And um, for me, the first couple of years was more of like a, a work networking um, operation when I came out here, you know, and just really just hustle and bustle. I had a booth, which I was managing with like eight to 12 other girls. I was like recording their, their schedule and making sure they're showing up on time. That was stressful. So I, I opt out of that. And then now it's like, you know what? I don't have to do all of that. So nowadays, I just kind of look at it as a way to kind of reconnect with familiar faces and saying hi and hanging out, catch a drink, and especially that I seldom I can be able to meet them, especially that we're only seeing each other interacting on Twitter or mm. Instagram. <laughs> the fans you mean? Uh, my friends, uh, other porn stars, other producers, directors, uh, the fans wise, of course, you know, uh, I have loyal fans who come see me every single year, which I love and I adore that. That's why I keep coming Mm -hmm. just so I can be able to say hi and just, you know, welcome a new year. Uh, but it's, it's always fun and, uh, but, in moderation thank god this is <laughs> yeah. only one week i can handle yeah. my fans from 1 p.m to 3 30 p.m on thursday and saturday only that's yeah not like eight hour shifts each day for like four or five days straight i think that's a bit much i i, I god bless these girls who are you know on the floor signing and meeting fans and then going to a strip club or to a a bar and they're like meeting their fans even more like you're you know unless you really love that sure for me i i just can't deal with that amount of crowds you know and just just in my face i would just be so distorted nine to people uh, I'm, I love people. Group, groups. I, mean. groups. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just more so, um, there's so many times I can give an awkward hug and oh, an awkward, an awkward <laughs> hug or get one. Mm. And, you know, seldom I get an opportunity to be able to have a, a real interaction with a fan and really have a good convo, convo outside of pornography or what I do for a living, you know? Mm. So when everyone comes and says, I love your movies. I wish I was with you and fucking right now. Can I get your number? Oh. You know, are you single? You know, can we make a movie together? Like these are the typical <sighs> reactions I get. Um, or like, how come you don't work with this person? You know, why don't you work with that company? I'm like, if you knew about porn politics, you know, you understand, but you don't. I don't have the time to explain right now. I have like five other people behind you that I had to say hi to. So it, <laughs> it, it gets, it becomes like assembly line routine. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I love it, especially when I be, when, you know, they, there's good moments where, um, they bring their little art pieces they made. You get fan art? Fan art. Or they even just get me a Red Bull or they get me a drink, you know, just being nice. And that kind of just makes me love them even more, you mm-hmm. know? It's just sometimes I just can't deal with obnoxious fans. Yeah. They're just really in your face or they're just kind of like wandering at your booth and not. And, and yes, if you're fans, are you, if you're listening to this, listen yes, up. Listen up. This is. For porn, this is porn, how to talk to a porn star. And this is the etiquette you need to have when it comes to like conventions like these. Sitting or standing at the booth for more than 15 minutes becomes awkward. (laughs) And when you keep looking at me and looking at my DVDs and don't buy anything and just trying to make small chat, I'm sorry, but I, that, when I'm on the show floor, you know, I, that's not what I'm there for. Um, but if you want a conversation, you want to get me a drink outside, sure, you can offer me that, but just hovering at the booth, it makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it makes me want to call security. But, uh, but when you get me drinks, or you give me fan art, or you, you know, buy a DVD, or you give me a hug, or you just say hi, that, that's totally awesome. And I love that. And I appreciate that. And the dude part of me that, you know, automatically wants to try to empathize as, as a former loser myself, I like to think of myself currently as a loser, just in disguise. Uh, I, I, I empathize with the type of person who maybe is hovering. Has, you're talking about a person who like is at the booth, doesn't say anything, though, like hasn't come to say hello, nope. is just standing just staring. and staring. Yeah. It's like I can understand maybe like the nervousness. It's like, oh, my God, this is Vena Lu- Venus Lux in person. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, just like 
step away like go further further away like yeah, be yeah. not noticeable like don't <laughs> yeah, do that yeah. when you get the courage to go say hello which it should be easy you're yeah. very approachable yeah, and smiling and nice yeah, right yeah, yeah very, totally very chill but it's like don't yeah don't the hovering the hovering oh. the hovering so that kind of gives me a heebie-jeebies but other than that you know mo- like 75 percent, 90 percent of the time it's fine how have you ever had to call security uh, uh there are some moments where there is just a lot of in a, just a level of inappropriateness mm-hmm. um, you know a variety of things more so because I just there's there's not enough trans people at these conventions um, even there's a, more than than most but the other conventions I've been to you know I'm usually one of very few or I'm the only one so when I come to an inappropriate encounter you know I feel very awkward and I sometimes feel like I need to call security when like I get uh my ass grabbed or there is um, a level of harassment that isn't appropriate and demeaning when it comes to like, oh, you're a man, you have a penis, you're not a woman or like things like that. Um, you know, so I get, I get a variety, you know, and, but I, I've learned to kind of uh, succumb to a point where like when it pushes boundaries, call security. But if it's something um, that you can handle yourself, brush it off. Because in the end of the day, you know, I kind of put myself in this position to be oogled at by all these guys who jerk off to porn. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't blame anyone. But at the same time, you know, it, it sucks that I wish there was like... Uh, a, a, like a, a moniker on my forehead like hey consent hey respect right hey you know ask first you know things like that um just so things were a little bit more uh easier to read versus people just assuming like oh, okay i touched that girl's ass i could totally touch yours but uh it, there's very not many of those situations more so people are just leery and nervous or shy or astonished or just curious about me having a penis most of the times because they just don't encounter enough transsexuals in real life do you so do you like because some people would maybe think oh if you're the only trans porn star at a convention like you got the monopoly on the trans fans but but you would prefer to have more more there and to feel my intention mainly going to these conventions is just putting myself out there so i can serve as a visual uh aid for those who want to understand about transgender folks mm-hmm. um and i love when fans ask me more about uh in-depth uh questions about trans uh lifestyle uh, how i transition what does transitioning mean when it comes to sexuality versus gender identity like i like educating you know especially being approached in a polite manner you know and not a very abrasive manner um i that's why i continue doing the work that i do in a public manner is to be able to reinforce the statement that trans are people mm-hmm. trans are are sexually active and are sexy as well um trans are in society you know Mm -hmm. you you know and if you're living in like alabama and kentucky you don't never seen a transsexual or transgender before i would like to be the first uh make the best first impression and not give you a bad experience and give you something that you can take home and like fill your curiosity i'm like oh i met this trans girl she was pretty chill she was cool she educated me a little bit and maybe opened up my mind about sexuality i'm gonna go home and google this and most times majority of my fans who send me fan mail are like telling me like i'm their first time when it comes to converting them to trans pornography so i'm i've I feel like I owe myself uh, to do that kind of public service um, Mm. since porn doesn't really educate much about sexuality or transgender folks. So um, I just, you know, I try to use my movies as vehicles for people to get to me and then be able to for allow me to broaden up their minds. Yeah. They get to like watch you fuck and be like, okay, like I'm into this. So Mm this is a thing that happens and then they want to know the actual questions about yeah, yeah. what that life experience is like, then mm-hmm. they can actually ask you at, mm-hmm. you know, one of these conventions or on mm-hmm. Twitter or, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Okay. Especially when sex is something that isn't, uh, edu- it's, uh, there's no sex education, formal sex education. Oh yeah. It's my big fucking uh, <laughs> problem and everything. Like whether it be, I don't know, uh, SDI rates spiking a district yeah. in Texas where they've got rid of sex ed or like even the meat, like even the, like the Aziz Ansari story. Mm-hmm. The thing that I took the most from it, I was just like, you know, if we just taught sex ed, comprehensive sex ed, 
this would happen less. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because people would know to talk about sex and yeah. they would know what consent is yeah. and they would know about nonverbals. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. And just figuring out how to really understand your own sexuality versus mm-hmm. having to project your insecurities onto others, you know? Uh, I feel I feel like those times, you know, uh, people are just act out of ignorance, you know, mm-hmm. when you can literally, you know, try to like... But at the same time, I can't really say you could try because there's not like books you can really read. Unless it's, yeah, actually, there yeah, are. There's, there are porn, there's plenty of books. Plenty of porn star books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming out like a porn star. Jizzly. Jizzly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a good example. I like to refer out to those who are interested about sex workers and porn stars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's a lot. I like doing that. I like building community. I like community. Mm-hmm. I like educating. Um, and uh, I love porn. It's, it's the best <laughs> of everything right now. And uh, definitely living a dream. <laughs> That's fantastic. Did you have any sex ed growing up? Um, quite the opposite. Yeah? I was raised on like a homophobic, racist, and very um, binary family where men are supposed to bring in uh, the dough and the women are supposed to cook clean marry not work so it's a very interesting. didn't you grow up in san francisco yeah but i have immigrant parents ah. first generation and uh um, they're like why so many rainbows in this, in this <laughs> right like they don't even know why you know? <laughs> i'm just like mom dad there there's hints all over mm-hmm. but um yeah my dad was pretty homophobic and um, so kind of like odd that I came out, you know, when I was young, I came out gay and he was like thrown off by that. Um, my mom, you know, she's she, my mom. She was totally she was more about, you know, as the oldest oldest son. Um, you know, she was like, oh, Mary, it's a girl, have kids, be a lawyer, be a doctor, and you'll be good. Um, but now as a woman. That's got to be rough immigrant parents. Not only are they like telling you uh, what job to be, they're also telling you what gender to be and what sexual orientation. Yeah. My mom <laughs> tells me that I should just marry up and not work so hard. I'm just like, mom, I like being independent. Mm-hmm. So it's it's different, <laughs> you know. With my- so mom, mom's on board with, with that you are trans and that you're a woman, but still like, could you just, could you marry a doctor? How about yeah. that? Let's- yeah, totally. Can you marry a doctor and like put mom in a nice house? You know, I'm like, oh my God. So it's, it, so that's why I've kind of been uh, pretty much doing my own thing. You know, my my mom supports, uh, uh, I guess supports, yeah, I wouldn't say just approve, but now she supports me. She knows everything I do, you know, all the sex working I do. Yeah. Um, and uh, my dad doesn't know. Um, he doesn't even know I'm a woman. Wait, wait, what? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen, my parents are separated okay. uh, since I was like two. Yeah, so, um, but, but I've had my relationship with my dad till I was like 15 and then... And then so now he's like in China somewhere. Uh, and also my stepdad was Arab, you know, like from Saudi Arabia, speaks Arabic, total Muslim. And that was really rough. Oh, gosh. How so? Uh, I have images in my mind. Uh, well, he's like he accepts you as a woman, but now you have less rights. Uh, <laughs> it's like, well, he's, he's, like <laughs> he's no longer with us okay. right now. But, uh, you know, he w- when he found out like my stash of like pornography, oh, uh, he hated me. He hated me. Uh, and then when he found out I was a woman, like he wouldn't even talk to me. So um, so that's why I was like, I had to like understand and build a level of tough skin to really understand being how to be in my own skin. And uh, in sexuality, I had to navigate it on my own, you know, from experimenting with uh, my sexuality starting as 13, um, being such a, raised in a, such a isolated conservative background you know i was like what is sex yeah. i'm feeling the urges and of puberty i'm human i feel like i'm something wrong but i couldn't really express that much to my family because they were just like oh you're just going through a phase don't even think about it you know so having to explore back in the day with like aol chat rooms Ooh, classics <laughs> with the aol chat rooms oh yeah. and because we're about this we're like the same age how so. old are you i'm 28 oh yeah, yeah i was 88 89, yeah. No. Uh, and that was, ooh, when we were in grade school, was that popping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was popping, especially when you collected all those DVDs or CD-ROMs. Yeah. And just get those free trials. And it was also like 
it was like the only ex- easy to access whenever you want to access place to be able to converse with those who are in the LGBT LGBT community uh, for my age, yeah. I guess. Uh, although there are a lot of creepers on there, I don't recommend that today. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was if it wasn't for AOL, I don't think I would be able to navigate my sexuality at all, like to experiment like how dick tastes like or feels like, yeah. um, or what come is did you ask like the chat rooms be like hey like i'm thinking about sucking my first cock like what's that gonna be like any tips yeah 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 um it was uh, yeah i had i went around like that and yeah and be able to kind of like experiment and experience the conversation about sex you know so Mm. it took a while for me to open up because i just didn't have any understanding of like what vocabulary to use you know when someone mentioned come like do you like come i was like what is calm? Yeah, what, what is that? I, yeah, when I was a kid, when I, I remember distinctly in seventh grade, I'm in science class and, uh-huh. and I was a huge loser. I had that no friends. That was the first time coming, but it was just, I remember this one time in the science classroom where uh-huh. the guys, the boys are talking like before or after class uh-huh. and I didn't fit in with the guys. So I was always trying to see if I could fit in. Yeah. Um, and I remember they were talking about like jizzing uh-huh. and they were talking about how long it would take them to jizz. Yeah. And so I didn't know I had jizzed, but I didn't know like how long it would take. Yeah. And I didn't know what was good. Mm. Like they were talking about like I I couldn't tell if going long or short was good. I was like, you have interesting guy friends. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish I had the friends. These are just dudes. I'm trying to like, okay. I was like, somebody accept me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so they were like, yeah, I know I, I jizzed after like five minutes. So I was like. Do I go above? Do I go below that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, do you yeah. want to be quick, fast? I was like, I can jizz in four. And I was just like, waited to see what the reaction would be. <laughs> just like, am I going towards or away from the goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's tough, especially when you're talking with friends, because like there is a level of like boundaries mm. or a level of insecurities, you know, amongst, around that. You know, fortunately, I feel like I was able to like talk to potential sex partners or people who, um, who weren't so awkward, you know, when it came to this, you know, I feel like when it, when it comes to like straight guys, it's all about this kind of macho atmosphere and this persona you're trying to convey, you know, like, Oh, I could come for 15 minutes. No, I can come for 25, you know, but when I was kind of conversing with 25 people, sounds exhausting, by the way, really exhausting. I did 15 the other night and I was like, that was work. <laughs> well, I don't know about jizzing for 15 minutes, about masturbating. Yeah. Oh, oh, but, jerking yeah, off yeah, for yeah, that. Oh, Jerking off, I'll but jerk off for forever. There's no way you can just keep coming for 15 minutes and nah. like just drain your whole body full of out, full of liquid. It'd be know? that scene in Saw where they have to like drain the blood. You did, you just die at some point yeah, when you, you lose. Die. You jizz out. You just jizz out. Oh my god, that'd be so. Awesome. Someone ble- someone bleeds out and said they jizz out. I mean, just some person just keep milking. Oh gosh. Oh, that sounds so painful. That sounds painful. But yeah, so that was kind of my experience with sexuality, and then um, porn came into my lap, and yeah. that helped definitely broaden up my um understanding of what i like and what i don't like what are the boundaries i want to set for myself what uh is consensual what is Mm non-consensual and now i'm i feel like as a queer identified pansexual bisexual open-minded whatever you want to call it i'm writing down all these terms (laughs) so many no uh, yeah, it, it's nice. It's, and fortunately, it's nice to be able to still make money and explore my sexuality through pornography. That's fantastic. I mean, yeah. I mean, what a way to find out like what you're digging by, you know, getting paid for it. Yeah. And also, you have to do it well, though. So you can sure. consistently doing it. Otherwise, you just try it once and you fail. Like, yeah, you're not going to get work again, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. you don't, yeah. You don't become a, like an AVN award winning talent like yourself, <laughs> you know, just being mediocre. Or just having a, you just wouldn't be able to have a career. Period, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you were, you were shooting today, right? Yeah. So- it was, it was a really, it was a good shoot with a friend of mine and we haven't touched base in a while and we finally shot and, <laughs> It was really hot. So instead of like, let's go grab a drink, it's like, let's shoot a scene. Yeah, totally. And catch up while we're fucking. Um, so yeah, so that was the vibes that we kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of weird, you know, how, you know, the conversations amongst peers uh, or coworkers uh, are very different, you know, in ways where we're so much more open about our sexualities and right. uh, our, I feel like our agendas are on our sleeves, you know, if we are mentioning sex or mentioning work, you know, that is kind of automatically assumed, you know, um, as 
as what we do for a living, what our desires are. Of course, you know, as a way of how you approach it too. You know, they can't be like, oh, I want to fuck you right now. Let's go make a porno. Yeah. No, That's not- <laughs> porn it now. Yeah. I don't know about that, you know, but, um, yeah, we, we, we try to connect. We shot before for kink.com and uh, his name is Sergeant Miles and, um, Sergeant Miles? Sergeant Miles, yeah. Is this, uh, Dude or dude, so dude with a big old dick. Okay, we, so was, I'm writing big old dick <laughs> big old with dick. an apostrophe. <laughs> and uh, we were able to just have fun, get kinky, and just fuck each other around. And what kind of kinky are we talking? Like, uh, some choking. No, actually, a lot of choking, <laughs> some, slapping, a lot of choking, a lot of choking, a lot of slapping, a lot of spit, a lot of fucking bareback. And hair pulling and a lot of cum. It was like romantic, but like really like passionate, aggressive, raunchy. And it felt, yeah, it was just really fun. It was, it's nice to have that level of sex. Like I would, I said to him after we had sex, I was like, I wish I could have sex like this once a week at least. And do you not? Not like that. Like no? it depends on the connect- chemistry yeah. and the vibe, you know. And some people aren't into like rough sex. Some people like it more sensual, you mm-hmm. know. For me, like it depends on my mood, and also depends on a person. And with Sergeant Miles, I like it super rough. Like yeah, and I was I was happy he gave me a slap. I was like cheerful, like <laughs> okay, you felt confident enough to slap me, <laughs> you know. But you could definitely slap me a little bit more. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm pushing. I'm trying to push the boundaries a little bit more, and because I've always been in, in a, such a controlled character, mm-hmm. like I'm a doctor, I'm a physician, <laughs> everything mom wanted. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like so. I would take what a way to get back at mom, by the way, by only doing <laughs> porns as the professions that like everyone wanted you to be growing right? up right totally like mom i am a doctor but just for today <laughs> and by the way no i'm doing a, ch- a rectal exam <laughs> so yeah but m- mom knows everything about it and she supports right. it she knows about my avian awards and this and that so she's happy that at least you know can be able to like live a steady life not be homeless you know because god bless you know i'm very fortunate to have this life and uh, a lot of girls out there don't have a job you yeah. know so very 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 exhilarated to have this life and uh keep sharing it i think that's what I, you know i've been given this opportunity is to share this opportunity and connect with people whether it be my fans whether it be peers whether it be other trans folks um uh, and build community yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> hey, you you discover anything you didn't like by by trying it out through porn in, in particular. And you were like, I want to, yeah. let's do that porn. I want, cause I want to try that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did the porn and mm-hmm. you left kind of limp and be like, Ooh, I don't want to try that again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I wonder if you could relate to this. You know, I think when there's sometimes it's just like when it comes to work, you know, sure. um, and there's some things where you're like, ah, and you're not comfortable. Like, for instance, like if you worked at McDonald's and you were like, ah, uh, you know, no one's washing dishes. And now I got to wash the dishes because it, it's my job. I'm, I'm working the shift. You know, who else yeah. is doing it? You know, it's some of those moments for me as well. When it's like, okay, I got booked for this shoot. I didn't really have a say on my scene partner, so I guess I'll have to do this and try to figure out how to find something to connect with this partner to make this porno hot. Yeah. Um, so how those situations, you know, and especially in situation where there's like no chemistry at all. Oh, and you like, still have to shoot you it. You still have to shoot it and keep that hard deck. And you're just like, there's no chemistry here. There's no character. It's just dry. I feel like this person's totally faking it, you know. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's a job and not every day is going to be a, a exhilarating cum shot day, yeah. you know. Um, so, but, you know, just like every job, it has its ba- good times and bad times. I don't know. What about your job? Do you have some bad parts about your job? Uh, this one being poor is a, is a high one. Uh, what about is... meeting boring people? Um, <laughs> I, I, I find myself fortunate because like I've been doing this now full time for a little over a year. And so like the people I get to meet are awesome people like yourself. So mm-hmm. I get to I get to fly to Vegas and be like, I'm just going to go meet only interesting people. Cool, cool. Like I specifically don't even, because you know, the publicist, they'll, they'll just be like, here's, a, I got a list of these seven people I'm repping yeah, yeah. this weekend. Like yeah. you should talk to all of them. I was like, no. there's no way all seven of these people are awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just like there are boring construction workers and boring accountants, there are probably some boring personality porn stars. Yeah, yeah. I have to imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, have you ever talked to one like like outside of a shoe and be like? How are you so boring? Like yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so I wish, hot. I, I wish and I could yet, say that. No, <laughs> no, I don't get the balls because I would like hate to like fuck up my reputation. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. We don't want to make it's okay. You can tell me yeah, off mic. Say, yeah, we totally. Um, no, I would say you know. I mean, th- this job's pretty cool. I, I find. I mean, other than like I said, being the the broke comedian part. I, when I had a day job, it was a lot easier, mm. but. But yeah. do you you do this full time now, right? Yeah, a little over a year of that, and I'm fucking stoked about it. And where do you live? Uh, I live in Brooklyn. Oh, hilarious. You know, where all the other, like, very poor My artists live. My family lives in Gravesend. Ooh. Sheep Heads Bay Area. I'm up in uh, Bushwick. Bushwick, it's okay. Very art- it's very artistic chic these days. Okay, I haven't been there in a while, but it's not that far. It's still... Bunch of kids our age ruining the neighborhood with their coffee shops. Yeah. I'm like, get out of here. You're yeah. ruining it yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, at least a lot of things are more convenient there. Down where I am, like, things close at, like, 10. Nothing really delivers. Yeah, that's one of the things that keeps me from going to like say wait well, you live in la right uh, no, I live no? In, oh. no i live in tennessee now wait so. what <laughs> how is that not a thing i got prepped on laney what are you doing <laughs> but, um, wait yeah. why why are you living in tennessee <laughs> is so- there like a hot porn industry in tennessee that i don't know about is there a nashville valley um, yeah, I play my banjo in Nashville. No, I'm just kidding. You, I was going to say, if you play the banjo, I quit. I don't. I'm this is blue, not in my research. I'm in a bluegrass groove. No. <laughs> so I moved to Tennessee more so to just kind of get a, a breath of fresh air from the city vibes. I, you know, my family live in New York. I was born in San Francisco. And, and most of my uh, work and job has been based in Vegas and yeah. L.A. Uh, LA. So it just came to, it dawned on me. I was like, oh my God, I can't get space. You know, how can I really find peace and relief from the chaos of the day to day of whether it be traffic, whether it be, um, electricity outage, you know, or airport issues? I don't know. So, you know, I kind of was like figuring out like, I need to find a new place to call home. You know, I just don't find it to be home anymore. And then a girlfriend of mine who's another trans porn star mentioned to me, uh, thanks, shout out to Mandy, Mandy Mitchell, that's to you. Um, she mentioned to me like, oh yeah, there's queer, queers living in the woods, you know, just doing their thing. What? You know? And um, I was like, what? What are LGBT folk doing in the woods in the country in the South? So I had to check it out. I felt like I was like finding like the long neck tribe in like Thailand. I'm like, where are the illustrious long neck tribe? Follow the trail of glitter and yeah, you'll like- find your tribe. <laughs> the rainbow brick road. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I I went on a whim, you know, on after I turned 27, I was like, I ha- I got to do this. This is a, my birthday present to myself. So I bought a ticket from New York to Tennessee and uh, a friend of a friend of a friend provided housing for me. And um, after that visit in October, I was like, wow, you know, this is nice to be in the countryside where I have peace. I have, I pre- can appreciate the nature, you know, trees, the water, I have space to think or write my book. But at the same time, I have so much uh, around me to connect with people who have different backgrounds from different parts of the country or the state. And uh, they flock over here to start a new life and to regroup. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's currently uh, like uh, two communes out there that provide kind of like a level of sanctuary to uh, LGBT folk, which I that really hit the nail on the head for me about moving out there. I was like, wow, there's something good happening here that I would love to support and foster. And maybe create something of my own, you know, mm-hmm. as a, a person of color, as a woman as a sex worker as a trans person as a millennial um you know which which to some people that's the dirtiest word of the things you just said millennial to, 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 you know to like my great you know to my grandparents they would be like oh that's the worst one yeah, millennial yeah, of all those things because yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what is tradition you know and sometimes traditions are meant to be broken you know and i kind of i felt like i had to break away from my family's tradition of basically living a very basic life yeah. and just doing a same old things. So moving out to Tennessee, I was like, you know what? I I hope to buy some land, you know, 
know, be able to foster a community of my own and maybe, who knows, provide more resources to uh, those who need it. Buying land, it's such a weird kind of, cause when ki- when like people, I, I said almost like kids our age, mm-hmm, Jesus, mm-hmm. when, when people our age yeah. start buying land, I'm just like, wait, wait, you do what now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used to New York City. You never you own, yeah, no. you never own, get to own there unless yeah. you like fucking made it. So I'm just yeah. like, wait, what? You're going to buy, you just bought a plot of land yeah, yeah, yeah. for cheaper than what I yeah. pay in rent? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that is, what that that was kind of the smart move that I had to kind of kick myself about more so that if I get rooted into this rental system thinking like, oh, I have to find the cheapest place to rent. Yeah. I'm like, the cheapest thing to do is to be able to buy a house and pay a mortgage. Right. You know, um, do the neighbors know what you do? Um, I don't, I'm, I'm currently staying with friends right now. I'm going through the, the land hunt right now. There's just not many, uh, single family homes on minimum of 20 acre lands available for sale because most of it is owned by like old people or like a hundred years old and waiting them for, to die. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, but it's part of the American dream. I In think. my mind, it's, you know, it's like one less Trump voter at a time. Oh, that's, yeah. That's there's a lot I'm of Trump of voters out there. Yeah, it's fucking Tennessee. What, did Tennessee, you know yeah. where you were moving to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I did know because, you know, the inner activist inside of me, I was like, fuck white supremacists out there. You know, I'm going to do something to be able to benefit my community yeah. and, you know, figure out how it, we can shift those tides, you know? Time for the fan whore appreciation moment. What's up? This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank those of you who make sex podcasting as a profession possible. Uh, this time where I like to give a shout out to a couple of my members on my Patreon. Right now, I want to give a shout out to Nix out in Puerto Rico. I'm glad that uh, despite the destruction and devastation on your island, you're still like, yo, bro, I need Wi-Fi because I got to call my family and I got to download the Man Whore podcast. Thank you so much for your support. Shout out to Joseph S. You know who you are. Your last name, we're just going to say, is a synonym of pointy. Thank you so much uh, for your enthusiastic participation in the peep show and sharing your super hot wife with the community. Speaking of the Peep Show, I want to give a shout out to Shannon F., a Peep Show favorite and regular. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much for supporting me. And I'm glad you're part of the group. We love you in there, Shannon. Thanks for being a part. And you, too, can become a member for as little as $1 per month. Yes, for just $1, you can support me and this show. And you can join a bustling community both on Facebook and Kick. All you have to do is head on over to patreon.com slash podcast, make a pledge, become a member today. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. But now let's go ahead and wrap up with Venus Lux. Well, you know, there, there was on when we were talking about sex education and mm-hmm. porn or and how you know, porn's not really the best place for mm-hmm. sex education. Yeah. and But, you know... The transgender category, for example, is still like transsexual porn or transvestite or TV or TS. It's right? more, I think it's transsexual. Transsexual, which means yeah. that, you know, someone augmented their body to look more like the gender that they're trying to present. So going through that surgery, that's the transsexual. So that's how AVN uses it as its uh, category advertisement. But, you know, and is, is, is porn at some point going to catch up with political politically correct yeah. you know like P- more PC terms i think when it comes to pornography you know a lot of people prefer trans women to have breast augmentation mm-hmm. hence why the usage of transsexual sure you know i think if they use the word transgender it would include a lot uh is it such a huge umbrella term you know so i think you know it's 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 mind you this has all been created by you know uh heteronormative yeah. cisgender folk who don't who just trying to be friendly and include but don't necessarily know the right or wrong way right. to approach something but but they got the or, internet they can i'm sure someone's brought it up at some point so, yeah some so, like point. you could just shorten it to best trans star or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. would probably be yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i don't know better. i don't know but it's porn politics and porn seo porn term usage you yeah. know and when it comes to technology and advertisement in that capacity it's really hard to kind of uh, eliminate or uh, uh, that unless it 
becomes obsolete. But because it's not obsolete, you know, people continue using it. I don't have a, I don't really have a, uh, uh, stigma or uh, something against the usage of transsexual. I'm more so transvestite or ladyboy or shemale are more vulgar to me. Um, but transsexual, transgender is very PC for me. Yeah. Um, TS, trans, T girl, all are appropriate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are all the safe terms I use. Um, but hopefully that answers your question. Well, when, when, you know, sometimes do you still get pitched maybe like movies that they're going to be titled like she mail this or whatever? And I avoid it now. So you got, you like have enough power where you feel comfortable like, I just don't want to do that movie unless you want to change the title. Yeah, I avoid shooting with companies who use that word. And I've been doing that since. I guess two, three years now. Um, mm-hmm. more so, I think I did it when I, before I won my AVN awards, cause I was like, okay, I'm trying to get as much work as possible to get that award. Now I have that award. I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, eh, I don't really want to. I don't really need to. And nor do I really condone that. Cause I means that if I work with that company, it means I condone that word. And I don't even use that for my company in the advertisements of like she male lady boy. I attempted it once. Doesn't really make a difference for me. Um, so that's why I was like, make a difference hits wise or feelings wise. wise. Right. Hits wise um and feelings wise it's personal you know it affects me personally you know it's just like if you're trying to advertise black porn and you're trying to use the n-word i'm like that's yeah i'm no person will feel comfortable with that mm-hmm. so she email does that same for me um so i try to avoid it and uh working with companies that use it especially the companies who are owned by cisgender folk who haven't really opened dialogue to really gentrify things things are slowly changing but I'm not so sure for the right reasons. Um, mm. I'm thinking maybe it's because of maybe boycotting. Um, but just fine because at least change is happening. Yeah, you got some people just have to fake it till they make it. I, I don't yeah. think we need to get you know all bigots to the, especially the old ones who are dying soon. It's like not all of them are going to change their mind, but if we can get them to be respectful in, in their practices and mm-hmm. votes. Yeah, I'm yeah, just glad that people that. aren't. <laughs> such bigots you know Mm. so you know more so just you know people just awkward or don't know how to approach something but at least they're not bigots you know guys before porn i was you know dealing with a lot of discrimination Mm. and whatnot so and being in porn i'm very fortunate to deal with you know um trans positive folks you know even though they may not be as positive as i want them to be they at least are neutral are there um, any particular like uh studios or companies or sites that you find to be like more trans friendly than others i mean um, obviously yeah. anyone you work with like everyone should check those out and everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like other ones maybe you haven't worked with but that you think are doing are going in the right direction um, I like kink.com a lot when it comes to their friendliness. Um, I have yet to work with pink and white, um, uh, for their, for their queer website, mm-hmm. although I would love to explore that. Um, what else? Uh, trans, transsensual, I guess. They're, they're pretty good. Um, um, Evil Angel is pretty good. Yeah. You know? um, so those are the few I can think of on top of my head. Because like the indie, like because the indie porn scene, like a lot of that Bay Area yeah, porn yeah, yeah, scene, Bay, yeah. they're all about that, and yeah, they're yeah. very good about that. Like yeah. Crash Pad series, Crash Pad, Pink and White, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that yeah. same. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like partners. Um, so I love Crash Pad, you know, and that's one. They're one of like the few queer companies, you know, um, that really exemplify, you know. A humanized sex without these really ne- campy character roles. Yeah. You know, it's just pure queer sex. I love that about that, you know, where people can just be and be in their own skin and have fun. So, yeah, it's going to take time for things to blossom. Transporn, there's only like 10 studios or less sure. that operate in America, and I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's. Which is you being part of the change. Yeah, being, having my own production company as well. And, you know, but, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I can do better with my production company. Um, so it's going to take time, you know, gay porn had its moment to expand and blossom and now it's totally huge. Now we're waiting for trans to really navigate its own expansion and finding its place in society. Yeah. And do you think society has to change before that can happen? Or do you think, do you think, okay. Or, or you don't think that like the people could uh, be changing by like, 
uh, oh, they're using the the transgender term now in all my porn, so I guess I got to use it now too. That I can, they, my even my porn won't say she male or yeah, lady boy, yeah. so I guess I can't. I, 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 I it's it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell how to anticipate, but I think that's one good approach by leading by exa- by example. Um, but I, in my in my trans opinion, I feel. You know, porn can also help educate if it was uh, storyboarded correctly mm-hmm. or in a manner where it's served as an educational vehicle um, or just really focusing on how to uh, continuously uh, bring more awareness about trans issues, trans transgender people and uh, fostering those relationships by educating society of what is appropriate, what's not appropriate and continuing that dialogue and not just opening it up, but continuing it. So things continuously become more of a norm um, and trans being a very use being hopefully being used more as a household word to discuss um, about. So in time, in time, I think it's just more visibility, more awareness, mm. more activism, um, and more empowerment, and also more trans people in power. Um, we, we this year we saw a trans um, black woman join politics. You know. Yeah, which was amazing. It was down in the south, I believe. Uh, I think there were a couple. One of them was Danica Rome at uh, uh-huh. the Virginia House yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, representative. Yeah. Uh, she won, and uh, she ran not as like I'm the trans candidate. She yeah. was like, "Our roads suck. Let yeah, me yeah. Fi- let's fix the roads." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's one way of being, uh, you know, being norm, being a more of a norm, and by just you know expressing how human you really are, you know, even though you may be trans. And I yeah. think when society comes to terms with that, like, oh, you're just like any other human on the street. So what? What's in between your legs? I don't care. Mm-hmm. But you seem like you're, you have the same vibes as mm-hmm. me. We share the same issues of fixing the road, yeah. you know? So I think more of that we need in our communities, in our society to really support and push this level of like acceptance mm-hmm. and uh, advocacy um, for trans folks. Um, and hopefully that will lead to more opportunities uh, to expand maybe like employment or health, better health care. Yeah. Um, the list goes on. It does go on. <sighs> and I think part of that can be like the media not over sensationalizing every time we have a like it's fine. I I think it's great. And like, this is I, I recognize like I'm saying this having all the quote unquote best adjectives. Um, but it's, it's like if you know, it's fine. Like we say oh, the first black director to win an academy award like okay great mm-hmm. like like celebrating these like first cool mm-hmm. but like when they say the third african-american yeah. but like, okay like let's if we're ever going to make this a normal thing yeah, yeah, you yeah. at some point just have to like stop sensationalizing with the clickbaity yeah, yeah, headline yeah. and just like say so-and-so just won the academy award or yeah, 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 whatever yeah. it is yeah, yeah. um or the or the first trans politician great the yeah. seventh okay can we stop counting yeah, and just yeah, yeah. say like Danica won. Yeah, like. yeah, I think, yeah, I think when we get to that seventh point, I think <laughs> that will become a norm, you know, because uh, it just won't be headlining, headline worthy. But right now, because um, the trans, uh, trans is such a new thing, mm-hmm. you know, there is going to be a, a couple of, you know, sensationalization uh, articles, sensational articles in the next couple of years until we hit our seventh, you know, yeah. oh, sure. trans senator. And like, oh, we don't need to talk about her. It's like, like, we don't care anymore. We get it. We got it. You know, yeah, she happens to be trans. So what? But yeah, she's a senator. Cool. So I think that's that, that's in time. In time. I think you can give it 20, 50 years. Oh, no. I hope it doesn't take that long. I know. But, you know, it's not like... I'm for, for your benefit, because like I know what it's like on this side of the aisle. It's pretty sweet. Like I want y'all to be able to enjoy yeah, yeah, it too, yeah. like sooner. Well, I think we'll we'll see a shift. You know, we'll see how our presidential candidacy, how you know what's that's gonna twenty eighteen. Everyone go vote, please. Right, and uh, seeing how many more trans people will are willing to step up this year to really, you know, help empower, lead, and. Uh, you know, advocate for what's really important that we should all come together for. 
that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Venus, thanks for chatting with me. Uh, this Pleasure. is really fun. Um, where can people go find you on the places and such? Uh, they can check out my Twitter um, at Venus Lux. I do not use Instagram anymore because they're not trans friendly uh, or not for my body that is um, and there's too many trolls so you could stick to my Twitter and you can check out my website venus-lux.com um, and uh, yeah I think those are the ones and if you're a, a, a fan who likes to watch where I go check out my onlyfans.com forward slash venus lux and, uh, and when you go see Venus at any of these conventions or mm-hmm. on the street remember like just try not to be creepy. Um, yeah. just like just say hi. Like hi, how are you doing? Hi, how you doing? Maybe a hug if you're down. Ask, say ask if you can have a hug, and then you go. Then leave. Like that's how it goes. This is not sure. a who's got the time for <laughs> twenty minutes each person. Um, fantastic, fantastic. Um, do you have like maybe ten minutes? We could do a little bonus episode yeah. for folks. Sure. All right, cool. Uh, Patreon people, you know you're gonna get to check that out. Yeah, we got okay. Um, but until now, Venus, why don't you say goodbye to everyone? Bye. Thanks for listening. Let me know what you thought about this week's episode. Give me a shout out on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Billy Presida. Use the hashtag man podcast makes it easy for me to find your posts. Of course, I hope you all go like the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page if you want to see some fun behind-the-scenes action and join some discussions on all sorts of sex and dating topics. Email me your comments, your questions, your booby pictures, your dick pics that say my name on them to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Waking up to your emails is literally one of my favorite parts of the day. And last but certainly not least, I do hope you will join the FanWare community on Patreon and support the work that I am doing, putting out a full-length podcast every week for over 200 weeks. Become a member today by visiting patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. But now uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off. I've got, I've got to clean my room. Because I've got a date tonight. Actually, I've got two dates tonight. Uh, I've got I've got a date in a couple hours, coffee date. Then I got a host. I got to host a singles mixer for OnSpeedDating.com. Then I got a late night date with a woman on Tinder who uh, who described herself as both a socialist and an avid list maker. So I'm kind of hoping we can like make a list of things we can do together while naked. Uh, so that's me, everybody. Next week we're going to be sitting down with. A woman from my past. Should be a good one. Stay slutty.